Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast. This is a, an intro episode um, with me and my friend Jess here. He's been on before. Actually, Jess actually predicted the uh, crypto peak. I don't know if you predicted it. I wouldn't say prediction. You read it off term, on the chart like, as it happened. I was As it was happening, we were doing a podcast literally during the peak of the market. I think you can go back and look at or listen to it, but it was like December 19th or something like that. And I was like... We're gonna look back on this day and be like, "What? What happened there?" I mean, it was it was like max euphoria that that day, and I was like t- talking about how it just felt like this was probably gonna be the top or, or close to it. We made our magic. You made the magic happen. I'm I'm saying yeah. it was all on you because uh, you're part of the sample hour, and we called it on the show. And the <laughs> I'm the reason Bitcoin crashed. That's right. That's right. It lined up because the sample hour is my world, and that's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> now we talked about we hang out quite a bit um outside um we've we met at uh thanks big shout out to school sucks and it turned out we had all these other interests mixed mental arts and all all the other shows farming farmers markets all that stuff i mean we we lined up pretty close and it probably has a lot to do with we a venn diagram of our interests is overlaps a lot correct and it probably has to do with because we're from the same city yeah which is going to blow part of it Blow people's minds. We're able to talk about the crew staying here, and yeah. we actually will bond over that sort of thing. Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm, and we're, you know, real estate markets. But one thing we always really bond over is our uh, one of our Venn diagram interests is markets. And so I wanted to do a show with you over a, a different Venn diagram about conspiracies. And you said, Drew, your show's not really about conspiracies. I don't no. think that lines up. No, I had never heard an episode that was about directly about conspiracies before no no it's <laughs> talked about and it's joked about yeah but it's not the like that's not what my i don't want my no. show to be about that either no. i want to give people as some other conspiracy podcasters i've listened to recently have talked about that 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 area has just been so saturated with ridiculousness that you don't really even want to be a part of it anymore well i think because donald trump was the first president to actually try to market to that group yes and he divided that group. it's too. pushed it's it's, it's uh, one of the other one of the bubbles in our in our country right now is the conspiracy bubble it's very interesting <laughs> and I, I don't think um a lot of people don't talk about it it's mm-hmm. kind of and i think it's it's actually even affected this podcast but um and its audience um but it is a venn diagram of mine so yeah I to we can we can leave that part we can aside. leave that part but aside but we'll touch on it from time to time but well, I think, and it actually, it does tie Conspiracies in general are, I mean, are going to be a part of everything. So there will be things we talk about, people colluding to make things happen. But as far as crazy theories about QAnon, we'll leave those out. Yeah, we're not going to put it on that lens. <laughs> uh, and actually, I know that my listeners actually, are from, a lot of my listeners are familiar with QAnon. Um, QAnon was right over me, by the way. But we'll leave that out. <laughs> I thought Kavanaugh was going to lose. I thought he was getting, he was going to get voted down. But we wanted to focus on markets. Um, that was a big thing we both talked about. I've had Charles Hugh Smith on. We both used to read Zero Hedge quite a bit. We both are familiar with Martin Armstrong. Um, and you've done some day trading. Uh, we, we, we covered on the, not day trading, but you, you shorted the I, housing bubble. I just dabbled around in you things. Dabbled. I'm, I'm kind of a more of a macro guy. Like I just kind of trade every once in a while when I have a macro opinion that I want to act on. Um, I just like following capital markets in general, um, world events, geopolitics, you know, try to form some sort of theses about where the world is going and how that's going to affect capital markets. So I like to talk about those sort of things. And then so just explain what a corporate 
carpet market. <laughs> Capital well, market is. I'm sure there's a good market for carpets out there if you want to look into it. Um, that would, I guess, technically qualify as a capital market. I mean, a market, a capital market is just any, any uh, market that you can uh, you can trade. So, so an example is real estate. So you got real estate. You got stocks, bonds, currencies. Um, I mean, the list goes on. Yeah, so we're going to cover all that stuff. So through the process of, uh, I think, doing having Hunter Motts in town, having Brett Benat in town, and kind of creating the, the you know, the, it, it's not, it's just kind of a network, a local networking group, which Thaddeus Russell called the, the Columbus Think Tank, which I really loved. So from the Columbus Think Tank, we, we talked about crypto, and there's different people that have different interests. Uh, you know, Damon, who's been on the show, he's he trades Forex. Yep, he's the Forex trader, and Jeremy trades mostly crypto. Um, and then I, I kind of dabble in all of the above. Well, Jeremy's doing, uh, he's actually tr- using his crypto to trade with currencies. Okay, so, ever, so he would have to explain more of that. He There's a lot of different strategies happening with, with our absolutely. group. So and, and so first, and what I want to say with this first episode is I am not a professional. Uh, I'm not going to give advice. We're not going to yeah, talk about for sure. what we're buying or what we're doing. But we might. Well, we we can talk about that, but just it's obviously none of it's of advice. Yeah, yeah. Like this is what our strategies are. We're we're hobbyists. We're so hobbyists, and if if we can have our hobby pay for itself, yeah, that's the key. Yeah, like none of us want to do this full time. We look at. I've charts. been doing it for ten years, and I've probably I would say made ten thousand dollars in in profit throughout the whole time. So it's not like I'm. Like quit my job and I'm a day trader or anything like that. It's just a little thing I do on the side and I like to keep track of and uh, I have a few strategies for doing so. But when you do trade, yes, you're doing well because you're plus ten thousand. Some, I mean, <laughs> I don't know how many people can say they went to the casino it's, over the last ten years and they're plus ten thousand. Well, yeah, they should they <laughs> should copy it because there's certain guys that can. I know guys that do play poker, but yeah, but they need it. Yeah, you need to track. Some, I think one thing is if you do do this, track it. Yeah, I have my I have my little notebook here and on a table that I keep track of all my trades and I ideas with. And there's there's tools you can. Oh, use. there's all the electronic tools. I'm just old school with it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You can, there's all sorts of different things that you can use apps and so forth. So, that's that's some stuff we're going to talk about. And and a goal for me is um, I would like to. So I tried to do some stuff with crypto. And then I went for like this long-term hold move, which uh, wasn't very fun. It's not. It's not a good move in a bear market. No, but <laughs> at the time it was a bull market. <laughs> you held through the peak of the bull market I, I all the way market. to the drop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I still made out. I bought yeah, at the right time. Yeah, and I still you, have. You more. just continued to hold long enough to still be profitable, which is good. And I, would, I actually never went below never profitable. Went below your, see, there you yeah. go. So you never actually were in the red. It's easier to hold that way. No, yeah, and so personally, I uh, I bought the IPO stock of Square, and some some air went down, and they never pulled the money out of my bank account to buy the IPO stock. So, um. We're not going to talk about a lot of sob stories on this on these podcasts, though. No, I just want to say the sob <laughs> story real quick. So what happened? My my throat's kind of dry. I think actually, hold on. Anyways, sorry about that. I uh, had to get a glass of water. Probably edit that out. Um, so anyway, so I 
I had a chance to get the IPO because I was an early adopter of Square due to my stepmom's art business. And because, like, for me, my investing or my hobby was always uh, helping people with business, right? So I think, like, this podcast is going to cover that as well. Not this one, but the, the this is a part of the multiple intro shows into the new sample hour. I got to rebrand it and everything, but. So I had a I had a chance. I was an early adopter in because of my stepmom's art business that we we needed a way to to take credit card transactions and save money. So we were early adopters of digital credit card transaction. So and this was back in like 2010, same time where I found out about Bitcoin. And it was actually no, this is 2008 when I got a Square account. And I and I came on all these ideas, and it was one of the multiple ideas. That I was like, man, I'm going to invest in this when it happens. I get the IPO. Uh, they don't take the amount amount of money out. They take all my stocks away. I got it at twelve dollars a share. It goes down to nine dollars a share, and I could have bought all those stocks, but I didn't. I didn't have an app set up to do it, and I was so pissed. So I just took that money and stuck it back in my business that I was working on for the farm business. So in in, in actuality, it was a way better investment decision that I made. But right now, Square is at it peaked out at over a hundred dollars a share, and now it's down to seventy three ninety seven. But it, it came down to sixty seven in, interweek this week, probably on Tuesday or Wednesday. So, do you think it's going to crash down? Well, as you can see from charts like this, we're, this is one thing about this podcast that might be. We might have to. Is there a way to, to share about, charts? But we can definitely. Oh yeah, sharing charts we is could, really easy with. Well, I will. My first recommendation of the podcast will be Trading View for anybody that's interested in following markets um, through charts, which is a big part of how I follow the markets. Um, but Trading View is a great site. It's free for a little bit for you know the basic stuff. Of course, there's a paid version, but um, it's very useful. It has everything for technical analysis that you would need. So we can have links for. Is there a way to take a snapshot of the day? Or actually, we'll just take a link of the. We'll take a. I'll just have a link for that stock, whatever stock we talk about. So then, whenever people go back and listen to the show, they can see what it actually is then versus when we record it, which is pretty cool because that's yeah. what we did with. Uh, just like kind of what the Dvorak and Horowitz do on DH Unplugged, which is a another podcast. Yeah, and we're gonna have podcast recommendations too that we listen to. Um, Macro Voices. Is another one that we'll listen to, or um, just for for different markets. I like Gordon T. Long and Charles Hugh Smith stuff, but Gordon T. Long stuff is is pretty interesting as well. Um, and I'm going to actually listen to it and while I'm trading. Um, but basically, so this this one I, thing that's interesting here, just as a quick quick uh, yeah. little lesson here of what we might talk about um, on these sort of podcasts is an, on a chart like this. This is called the volume profile here on the side. This shows you the amount of shares that were traded of Square over the past. This is actually over the course of the entire time that Square's been publicly traded since a little before uh, 2016, it looks like. It went public in November of 2015. Um, it IPO'd at, just for the sake of it, at uh, $8. It was 12 for me. It, well, yeah, it looks like it popped up to popped up to f- 15 Within the same week that so I okay Anyways, so my my point is that the uh, the amount of shares that traded are showed on the right hand side over the course of the entire time the stock's been traded you can see the most volume that's been traded of the stock is right around the fifty dollar mark between about thirty five and fifty dollars so that would likely be where you would expect to see um, solid support of Square 
over the long term after what looks to be the start of um, a large consolidation pattern. And this is also a Jack Dorsey stock. Oh, yeah. um, you're you're loves, a fan of Jack Dorsey. I love Jack just because he's um, solidly a Bitcoin maximalist. Okay, <laughs> so that's a good reason. Um, and one thing I wanted to say, so the reason why he said the IPO started at eight, when I I so within the same week that it IPO'd, it went from it was like trading between it looks like eight and fifteen. So I mean, so I was going to tell you what happened there. So the company that they used for their IPO, I'll, I can we look can, it up. We can go all the way back and look it up. Yeah, I hate I hate them. Number one, but number two. <laughs> Um, so what happened was, is the way the stock went is when it started, they went to like, I was at a later level of the IPO. So when my, my stepmom got her email before I got my wow. email, look at this, the first day, oh, this is actually really interesting to talk about. Cause this goes into the shenanigans of what happens on wall street. It traded on the day, first day that it opened, it traded between 1479 in 904. And I could have <laughs> and so when I found out that I couldn't get into the That's stock crazy. when they told when they took my stock away it was at 904 and I didn't have a way to buy back in. Yeah. Cuz I didn't know what I was doing so I said fuck it I'm just going to put it back into uh um, And within 2 months it had crashed all the way back down below its lowest price on the opening day. Yep. And so I thought, you know what, I made a good decision cuz I wasn't thinking long term. I was like, you know, it's going into my business, which actually my business uh so, anyways, that's just a, a snapshot <laughs> of one of our yeah. market experiences. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for redirecting me there. Because I, I was going to get into some huge rationalization that nobody cares about. So, that's some stuff that we're going to talk about. So, that's kind of a sneak peek. Wouldn't you agree, Jess? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, I have a day job, but... I spend time thinking about the markets way more than I think about my day jobs. So, so if you are a person that's looking for a constructive way to spend that daytime thinking, yeah, this is something that might be able to help fill that void. And we're not the, the, so. And I'm going to tell you when I do this, I'm not going to do more than a hundred dollars. I'm not going to add more money. And I'll add this as well as f- from the money perspective that I don't even really do this to make money. I mean, if I have and I hope to keep doing so, but. It's not. I'm not expecting to get rich off of this. This is something that helps me just follow global events because I kind of like to keep some a, skin in the game. Yeah, hey, I have a little skin in the game on what's happening around the world, and it's it's just kind of gives you a like makes you feel kind of like you're part of it. I mean, which is something something you said about that in the in the world at the moment. Absolutely, absolutely. <clears throat> so. I think we're at 15 minutes, Jess. And, okay. Yeah. Um, so hopefully, hopefully that enticed some people to listen to our future. We'll have some roundtables. We'll have some individual conversations with everybody, see different strategies and different views on the world. And we'll get some different – and those guys might use different resources as well. For sure. And we'll try to figure out what we think collaboratively are the best resources. Absolutely. See so, you later. See you guys later.